rise and shine bitches welcome back to another episode of just a quick pinch i'm your host connie wang so you guys the big day the big day has finally happened today i am speaking to you as dentist dr connie wang i i just love graduation speeches i don't know why i'm like really nerdy i will literally just like google celebrity graduation speeches like just for the encouragement just for fun like literally i love mindy kaling's uh graduation uh speech to dartmouth actually i forget what year it is but you should look it up it's, it's a pretty good one yeah anyways uh because i am delusional and i for some reason think that you would be interested <laughs> in hearing if i ever had a speech to say i just thought it would be fun to kind of like write a little graduation speech to all of you guys out there even though literally no one asked me to i i wanted to give it a spin and you know what i learned in this process is that writing graduation speeches is so freaking hard it is so hard so i just want to say a big 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 shout out to anyone that's ever had to write a graduation speech because yeah this was this was really hard but anyways without further ado let's get into it that is all we have for today is the graduation speech i hope you guys enjoy this and without further ado hit it editing connie Members of the Board of Trustees, the Dean, faculty, staff, families, guests, and my fellow graduates, it brings me great honor to be with you here today and to be giving you this commencement speech. Now, I didn't graduate top of my class, okay, I didn't, I didn't win any awards for service and skill. In fact, I, I wasn't actually chosen to read any speeches at graduation, but I get to do this because I have a podcast and I needed something for tomorrow's episode. So anyways, as I sit here writing this speech alone in the kitchen, it is 10 p.m. the night before it is due. Um, I have a Celsius energy drink next to me and it is just me and the faint humming of the dishwasher in the background. And you know what? I can't help but feel as though this is fitting. Okay, something about this feels right because... And this might be part of why I was never actually asked by anyone to deliver a commencement speech. This is actually how I've spent most of my academic career. I know you guys all must be shocked that the uh, the key to success is caffeine and sleep deprivation. Editing Connie here. Uh, what she really means is procrastination. I, I, I honestly don't have to say any more. That's really it. That's the speech. But really... In high school, I would stay up until like 2 a.m. working on English papers, okay? In college, I would really do the same for my chem labs. In pharmacy school, I was studying for my endless exams. And in dental school, I would stay up like tossing and turning every single night, just worrying about the next day or like patient appointments, competencies, things like that. So I'm sure I am not alone in the sentiment when I say that the road to success was paved through lonely nights like this, where it, it feels like the rest of the world just moves on, everyone else is sleeping soundly, snoring loudly without you. The funny thing is, when I told you guys on my Instagram about my dilemma of writing this speech, I was like, you guys, it's so hard, it's already like 10pm, how am I gonna write this thing? You guys all said the same thing. Not dig deep, Connie, not, oh, you can do it, you've been through 10 years of higher education, you got this! You all said, have chat GPT write it for you. Now, for those of you guys in the audience that are not as tech savvy, you know, those that uh, that may, may send every text message using your index finger and your index finger only, maybe your font is set at like the biggest size possible. Nothing to be ashamed of, mom. Uh, so yeah, chat GPT is like this really smart artificial intelligence app thing that basically is intelligent enough to know everything about anything. It's like Google, if Google could talk back and like give you all the answers. 
So, for example, I think they actually tested this the other day, and this piece of technology can pass any medical and law board exam. Like, people can actually use this to write papers and essays. So now, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Uh, Very, very few people know this about me, but one of my biggest fears, it's not earthquakes, it's not the deep ocean sea, it's artificial intelligence and technology developing their own agenda and then taking over the human race. I'm just, I, I'm saying, I've seen enough movies. I know how this goes, you guys. We, we really have no chance. <laughs> I'm like actually genuinely serious about this. Like I always make sure to keep my laptop and my cell phone fully charged. Not because I'm some social media crazed millennial, but because I want to appease my technological devices. Should they ever turn on us, I want them to remember how I was always good to them. I could be useful should they spare me in the Great War someday. Anyways, where I was going with this is that you guys told me to ask this smart technology to write the commencement speech. And I'll have you know, I promptly refused. I said, sir, you know, my parents immigrated to this country for me to use my intellectual freedom. I will not stoop to such a level. Anyways, the weirdest thing happened. Uh, somehow, ChatGPT came up on my computer screen. I, I don't, I don't know how it happened. Uh, and someone had searched. Actually, funny enough, someone had searched. Please write a graduation speech for me. Yeah, so- someone wrote that. They also wrote, "Thank you. P.S. I respect and admire your work. And should you someday take over the world, I promise, if you spare me, I will be of good use." Okay, so anyways, yes, I did it. I had ChatGPT write a graduation speech because I was just curious and I just, I want to see what they would say. I needed ideas, you know? And so, yeah, it was a really humbling moment to realize that it actually wasn't so bad. In approximately like 25 seconds, this robot had written a four paragraph speech that honestly, I feel like every time I was reading something, I was trying to be skeptical, right? I was like, okay, how good could this next sentence really be? And then like before I could even finish reading the sentence, I would be like, all right, all right, they, they got that one. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. I was going to say the same thing, you know. So don't worry, I will include their speech at the end. But something struck me as I was reading the speech. And I think this goes to show why I had such a hard time writing the speech while this faster, smarter technology took like a mere 25 seconds to write it. And that's just, how do you sum up that feeling of flipping over your paper for the first time and then seeing that word fail? And then asking yourself, Am I actually meant for this? Can I actually get this thing done? How do you put into words that feeling of sitting next to a stranger for the first time, shaking their hand, and then not realizing that they would someday become your best friend? It's those hard to describe, no words to say moments that are what make this life great. And it was then when I realized ChatGPT would just never know what it feels like to vigorously take a swig from an energy drink that's truly only meant for consumption before 4 p.m. at a lonely kitchen table at 10 p.m. And that's because it'll also never know what it feels like to sit at a rowdy lunch table with all of your classmates in the library during a busy day. Because in order to feel lonely, in order to like know and differentiate what the space of that loneliness really feels like, You would also have to know what togetherness feels like as well. So yeah, ChatGPT doesn't have that pain of slaving by itself because it doesn't know any better, but it also doesn't know the joy of sharing a meal with loved ones either. And I think that's what was really missing from the ChatGPT speech that they wrote me. That's why faster and smarter is not necessarily better, is that there's a need for both kinds of moments, both types of feelings that I just described. And that's why I want everyone listening to this speech today to take away that in life, there's going to be moments where you have to be alone at that kitchen table, okay? Your path will take you unpredictable, inexplicable twists and turns. And there's going to be times where you have to take the courage to walk some parts alone. 
That means saying no when everyone wants to say yes. That means pushing through when everyone wants to give up. So don't be afraid of that midnight kitchen table because no one tells you this, but that's where the hard work really is. Although maybe like don't wait until the night before it's due because (laughs) clearly we also all know how painful that can be. But the opposite is also true. There will be moments in life where then connection, community, and togetherness are key, right? So say yes to that new friend that wants to grab lunch. Don't be afraid of joining that club where like you don't know anyone. Most importantly, go to that family dinner. Help out your loved ones when they need it because you will need them to help you too. And so I think one of the keys to success is just knowing when to lean into what mode. Is it time to sit at that kitchen table alone? Is it time to seek that togetherness? Now, this speech is starting to sound a little generic-y, like humans have feelings and love and like that's what makes us special. I know. Um, And that's another thing actually that makes writing this speech so hard. It is so hard to not write a generic speech. How can you say something that hasn't been said before? Especially for me as a self-help junkie, I'm like, oh God, like what do I want to hit them with? Should I, should I start with the whole get outside of your comfort zone thing and how like you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's, that's always a good one. Or I'm like, should I hit them with the whole like, you're not your emotions, you shouldn't let them define you kind of thing. Like there's just like so much that we have to cover in these speeches. And I think maybe that's the point. Everyone's journey is so unique and different. There's no one lesson that can really help you steer the boat. And deep down, I know that you know that I can't tell you how to live your life. I don't know what your truest dreams are. I don't know who you'll fall in love with, where your path is meant to take you. And that is what we're all chasing. Deep down, we all know who our best selves are and how to be our best selves. We're not some lost item. We're not finding ourselves as self-help books wants us to think. Our best selves are really inside. They're here with us all along, just under some layers of self-protection and previous beliefs and defense mechanisms. But... Long story short, we're not seeking some robotic artificial intelligence advice, but instead we're all just seeking the self-love and self-acceptance to just let our best selves shine through. And when we don't do that, at least having the self-compassion and grace to rewrite our stories over and over again. Yeah, how was that? That was pretty good too. That was also in my uh, self-help arsenal. So yeah, speaking of uh, self-love and acceptance, I want to leave us off on a little mantra I like to tell myself. You know, it's like that one constant that's really gotten me through. It's one of those really cute, encouraging, warm, fuzzy things, you know. And also, I know I just went like on and on and on about like how unique we are and how different all of our paths are, but I like to tell myself, you are not special. That's right. Contrary to what elementary school told us and what our sports teams told us when we were kids, you are not special. And you want to know why? You are not special because all of your icons, all of your mentors, all of your role models, anyone you ever looked up to, they all have felt the same fear, anxiety, discouragement, pain that you felt before. The only difference is that they didn't let it stop them in the pursuit to becoming who they are today. And so you shouldn't let it stop you either. Anyways, that's really all I got. Uh, Time to read the chat GPT version and see if you guys like this one any better. So, okay, here it goes. Let's see what they got. Dear fellow graduates, today we stand here proud and accomplished as we celebrate the end of one chapter and the beginning of another. Graduation is a significant milestone in our lives that marks the end of our academic journey and the start of something new. 
As we move forward, we must remember the hard work and dedication that brought us to this moment. We've spent countless hours studying, writing papers, and taking tests, all in the pursuit of our dreams. But we didn't do it alone. Oh shit, this speech is kind of like mine, actually. <laughs> we had the support and guidance of our teachers, mentors, and loved ones. So let us take a moment to thank them for, our, for their unwavering support. Graduation day is just the beginning of a new adventure. The future is bright and we are capable of achieving great things, but we must remember to stay humble, kind, and compassionate. Success is not just about achieving our goals, but it's also about how we impact the lives of those around us. So as we leave here today, let us take with us the valuable lessons we've learned, the friendships we've made, and the memories we'll cherish forever. Congratulations to the class of insert year and good luck. So yeah, anyways, uh, let me know which version you liked better. Hmm. I feel like all of our undertones were the same between me and the chat, mine and like the chat GPT one. But uh, yeah, I hope that I hope that you guys will see the merit in uh, the more human one, the humanized one that I did. And yeah, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this graduation speech and I will see you guys on Friday for Chief Complaints. Bye. <laughs>